And trusty water. Mm-hmm. Roxanne water. Would you say that you're like a water guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, I right. drink drink a lot of water mm-hmm. regularly. I'm a regular water boy. Did you did you do it before it was trendy? Like, have you always been into water? I've been drinking water my whole life. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, they've just been recently starting to drink water because these these doctors are coming out and you know endorsing this water mm-hmm. like it's the the new flavor of the month. The new health Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. Got to stay hydrated. Bill Nye though out there warning everybody. Yeah. But yeah, man, I've been, you know, day one. I I've, mean, mostly because I was poor. <laughs> yeah. Just wasn't really much else to drink. Mm-hmm. My mom was very flat-chested, so I, you know, grew up on water. <coughs> it was mostly just mineral water gave me my, you know, my nutrients that I needed as a baby. I think I had to, or it was at least suggested when, once or twice that I, that I eat my cereal with water. Because we just didn't have any milk. Mm-hmm. Eat it with water. And you're like, wait, what? That's more or less, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Did you just did you just tell me the the plot of the movie Friday? Didn't that happen on Friday? Wasn't wasn't he like? There's no milk. Oh, I'm sure that's and happened to all, like, all sorts of poor put people. Some, put some water on it. <laughs> Maybe, am, I, am I just like mistaking my life for the movie Friday? No, I'm pretty sure it happened to me as well. But that'd be funny if I was. I remember one time, uh, I was like, I was talking to this dude. I want to say I only, I only met him like one time because of this, but uh, we were talking and he was like, "Man, I remember one time I went into this store and uh, you know there was like there was nobody in there and there was there was a big sign that said black owned and then a Chinese guy like popped up behind the counter and I was like, that was, that was Friday like I'm pretty sure that happened in Friday. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of the you know. Themes and concepts in Friday are just drawn from personal experience. Maybe exaggerating it like a little bit. True. And then, you know, but I want to say that he added a little too many details where he was like, and then I was taking my crackhead friend Ezekiel and he wanted a 41st birthday and some envelopes. And I was like, wait a minute, man. Like, (laughs) it seems a little too much. Yeah. Me and my best friend Smokey were going to the store for cigarettes for his mom and she didn't give him enough money. And he said, that's not enough. And she said, make it enough. And I was like, that's from Friday. He said no. He was kind of offended that I called him out for the Friday thing. Maybe that's why we didn't hang out after that. I don't even remember who he was or his name, so we can't contact him and ask him. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's a mystery. But if you're out there and you're telling people stories from Friday... Call into the show. Wait, have we started the show? And also, can people call into the show? <laughs> Are we that sort of show now? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess you could call us on one of our phones. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> if you have one of our phone numbers, yeah. <coughs> then call. You call in if if you somehow know that we're recording this right now, and you want to call before we're done. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess logistically they would have to have their timing pretty pretty precise, but. I don't know. There are things you've heard of the sixth sense, right? You've heard of the sixth sense with Bruce Willis. Um, Have you heard of Ace, the sixth sense? The thing? I've heard of the first five senses. Okay, but have you heard of the Bruce Willis movie, The Sixth Sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a common common misconception that misconsumption that the sixth sense is death, but it's really uh, 
It's really just the ability to know if people are recording podcasts or not that will be put out later in time. Right. It's some sort of like weird, uh, you know, you vibe with the universe and whatnot. I'm not sure. I can't explain it. Or like how gay people have gaydar. Yeah, it's just like gaydar. It's actually just like gaydar. Yeah, exactly. Which is is just like traditional radar. So if you know radar, (laughs) you know gaydar. And if you know gaydar, then you know the sixth sense, which is podcast. It's all technologically sound. Yeah. You don't need to look into it. This has been researched by Braxton. Tony Braxton. The Institute of of Braxton uh-huh. and Braxton and Tony. Braxton, Braxton and Tony. BBT. Uh-huh. Not to be confused with Tony Braxton. No, I have no relation. No. It's purely coincidence. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I guess we should probably do some ads for this episode. Yep. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Tide 2 and one you have clothes, right, Ty? Do you wear clothes? I see right now you wear clothes, but do you wear clothes out in the world or just oh, when you podcast? absolutely. Every day. Every day? Do you like your clothes to be clean? Do I ever. Well, have you heard of Tide 2-in-1? Oh, I, I, I use the 3 the or 4-in-1, man. 3 or 4-in-1? Yeah. Oh, you, you're throwing yeah. fabric softeners in there. I've got... Uh, yeah, they have, I use the maximum the maximum bouginess Tide. So you're in maximum overdrive. Yep. When it comes to tide. Maximum over tide, you might say. <laughs> I would. I would say that. One, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make this joke again, even though it's not anywhere fitting right now, but I'll just set it up for you and the listener. <coughs> um, I just got back from San Diego from a Kung Fu vampire show, and uh, I, saw, I saw the van outside, his tour van, that's all wrapped with a bunch of decals and has his logo and his name all over it. And I said... Kung Fu Vampire, like Van. <laughs> See, that's what I was looking for right there. Even a fake laugh would have been nice. Nobody oh, that, liked that. that. Was, Nobody liked I mean, that. Was, that was, <laughs> I was very proud. I see what you did there. I was very proud. And I. this is probably the fifth time I've said that joke since then. I love it. I mean, even if, even if somebody doesn't know who the Kung Fu Vampire is... Mm-hmm. They know what a van is. Yeah, if you don't, you know, and then you, they see the van, mm-hmm. and they're like, <laughs> yeah. so you know, it's a, it's, it's a puns are great. They're a good, like, good way to wrap two things into one, much like Tide Two and One. Tide Two and One are the puns of laundry detergent. And where can you find that that Two and One Tide? Um, probably like grocery discount centers because, like you said, it's all four in one now. Yeah. Three and one, four and one. So the two is, I mean, it's more or less obsolete. That's why they're advertising on this show. <laughs> I yeah, mean, so as opposed to, you're going to have to go to like grocery discount center or possibly like overstock.com. Or you might just try to borrow it from, from a neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, good you know, too. See if they have any left. Uh-huh. Maybe they just you know, <coughs> went ahead and picked up some of the new three or four in one. Yeah. This campaign, this. this campaign is really just to use up the two in one that's out in the world. <laughs> they don't want it to just sit there. You know what I mean? They want it to get used. So if you find some two-in-one somewhere at your grandma's house, pop it in there. You know what I mean? If you pop two two-in-ones into a load, that's four-in-one. Yeah. That, yeah. That's very, I mean, that's <laughs> that's four. Sound. That's four-in-two, actually, now that I think about it. But either way, you can go ahead and pick yourself up some Tide two-in-one at a, uh, at, a, at a strange location near you. I almost said regular stores for a minute. Um... We're also brought to you by uh, CBD Technologies. Are you aware of CBD, the uh, the chemical compound found in cannabis? 
Oh, I thought I thought CBD meant the Carlton Banks dance. The oh, you mean the snapping and swinging your arms from side to side? Yeah. Well, that's that's obviously you know what CBD stands for. Right. You need a catchy name for a product, which is marketing one hundred and one. So CBD uh, stands for uh, cannabinoidabinoidabduyal. It's not the Carlton Banks dance. No, they actually changed the oh, acronym. Okay, I got you. you know, because nobody could say Kanaba need- Naba Doodle. Right, 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 right. But you could say Carlton Banks dance and think of it and do the dance all at the same time. I think I just coined that that because I haven't, I didn't. Steal I've never that. heard that either. I didn't have really stolen good. that. Yeah, really, I like it. <laughs> it <came to> me. <laughs> so, you know, genius like that, lyrical wordsmith genius. So, CBD Technologies is a company. Uh, their website cbdtechnologies.us. And they provide high lab-tested Carlton Banks dances for everyone, all right? Now, this is – sometimes you get – you order a dance, you know, a dance lesson or an instructional video online. They teach you, you know, maybe a couple steps, and you have to put it together yourself. You know what I mean? This comes conveniently shipped to your house in discreet packaging. They ship to all 50 states, and – you you just get this CBD, ingest this CBD, and you're a king at the dance. A king of the dance and at the dance if you were to go to a dance. That's that's true. It's going to make the the song It's Not Unusual by, by Tony Bennett uh, far more enjoyable. Yeah, by you and everyone around you. Because, I mean, that song goes up. Ten levels. You're gonna be someone's dancing and, to it. snapping and flailing your arms. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Maybe a little bit of hip action, but not because you're high. No, or not because of the psychoactive. It's because all of a sudden your your knees not broken anymore, and you can walk again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Your muscles are relaxed. Your anxiety is gone. Your your cancer's just treated. Treated. You're in re- you're in a remission now. <laughs> you beat it. You beat cancer. So you yeah. So now you have the right to do the Carlton Banks dance. You have every you know. Go ahead and do it. Go uh-huh. ahead and do it, bud. Go ahead you, and do you've it. You've earned it. And when you do it, make sure that you get it from cbdtechnologies.us and use the code NHP and you save ten percent off your dance. That's a pretty good deal. That's such a good deal that we should have said that first instead of doing a fake commercial. Before, before the real company. But you save the meat for the, for the end, right? What, what am I thinking? You save the meat for the end. Is that an expression? I don't have that. Never heard that. So. <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> CBD Carlton Bank Dance and save the meat for the end. So, cbdtechnologies.us. Go there. Code NHP. Blah blah blah. Uh, that's it. You ready to start? We haven't started yet? Technically, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yep. I don't drink soda. Wow. That theme song. That theme song gets better every time, man. It really does. I don't know if I want to change it now. My best. Oh, oh you haven't changed it? <laughs> no. My favorite part is that we didn't play the theme song. We're going to put it in post. So we kind of just sat here in silence and just stared at each other for 30 seconds and then started talking about the theme song, which is great. 
And now I love it so much that I don't want to change it. But I'm going to change it. 2019, new theme song. It's coming. <laughs> Possibly. Nobody, uh, the biggest thing is that I don't want to change it. But I'm going to change it. But I don't want to because I want to stop messing with it. But I haven't found one that's like. Well, I feel like. I, I feel like stars will align. Had, when you, I had you not song. changed it in the past, like I, I could see that. You know, <laughs> if it had just consistently been whatever it was from the get go, I, w- I would see your point. But at this point, you know, you it's it would almost be like weird for you not to change it, right? What if we change it back? What if we change it back to the original theme? To just the original theme? <laughs> yeah. What all was the way. Which one was that? Here, actually, I could probably find it and pull it up. Uh, that wasn't the dubstep one, right? No. We have we have a whole slew of theme songs that we've gone through. Alright, I have it right here. The original Natural Habitat Podcast theme song. Here it is. This is actually what it might go back to. Now that I think about it. The I think it needs to be more. I think it needs to be more more aggressive. Yeah, you need to. I mean, you know, Roach Clip has this new heavy metal band coming out. I'm thinking you you task them with just making you something something angry. That's not a you something know what? that says, "Hey, you're listening, and I appreciate that, but also fuck you." <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Uh, we also should ask Bo about it too when we because oh, we do have. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we should we should probably say we do have Bo Berry. We should have a list call. Of, I mean, like a list of questions that we we've you know compiled through the week. But unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I've been busy with my kid and all that, and so. we're just gonna go on the fly and yeah. figure it out. But uh, we should have we should definitely ask him about it. Um, so that's when it got all dubstepy and all weird. This is one that never happened. The weird. Sweet. Yeah, that's just a weird one Stop. that I made that is just in here. New theme, mix one. Just unsettling. And I was just like, hmm. So who knows? Who knows? But I think that Bo Berry is going to school it. And if anybody out there has any musical skills, make us a fucking theme for our goddamn podcast. How many times do I have to ask this? Be, it's not hard. It would be nice. Make us a fucking, within 30 seconds, something that's at no longer than 30 seconds that says Natural Habitat Podcast. That'd be great. be awesome. And put your own little spin and flair on it. Because until then, we're just going to use the Bowberry version, which we'll find out. In, it's going to be amazing. In just a bit, what that's going to be like. So for people that listened to the show last week, uh, we had a conference call that was set up with the one and only Bo Berry, Music, Bo, uh, Beauregard. Central Coast music mogul, mm-hmm. uh, local legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I, I really can't say what kind of presence Bo has in other towns, but I, I assume 
It's it's on par with you know his presence in our town. I mean, he's somehow just everywhere. Yeah, you think you of know, you think of Rolling Stones, or at least I mean, he's at least like a regular character in like ten other cities. At least, yeah. But I I imagine it like if you think of you know like the Rolling Stones, or you think of the Beatles. If you go to if you go to small town Oregon, or you go to small town Connecticut. And you ask someone, hey, do you know the Beatles? They're like, hell yeah, Beatles, greatest rock band in the world or whatever, yeah. in some people's opinions. I don't know. I don't know if anybody would say greatest rock band in the world still. I like to think of him as like, he's like, Bo's almost on par with like a pre-internet myth. Like, like, you know, like that rumor on the schoolyard in like the early nineties before any of us had the internet. I like how, how like somehow there was like the rumor in every town that like, the ultimate warrior was dead and there was like a, a replacement ultimate warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shit like that. And you, I couldn't like to th- you couldn't Google it. I like to think that, yeah, Bo Berry's just known he, in, in all these different places. Mm-hmm. Even I'm, if he's... I remember you had to go to like, uh, you had to go to like a library and look at an Encyclopedia Britannica if you wanted to Google something. Right, and I mean that was. I mean that's only if you wanted to like look up something dumb or yeah, you want to you want to learn about you want to book learn or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all you're gonna learn. You can't learn any sort of current events in an encyclopedia. Right, but um, so yeah, he definitely is a living legend. This dude is uh, he is probably probably the sole like you know, the one person that is responsible for the music scene of the Central Coast, right. I would say. None of us would be doing music if it wasn't for Bo. I probably wouldn't even have any creative so, drive whatsoever. So, yeah, I first became aware of Bo Berry at um, one of the earlier shows that we all did. Did you remember the Star Farms show? Do you did, was yeah. the, You were at that? Like uh-huh. that, the, the one that that one guy put on? Um that was a, as high as yeah, the that was my promotions. Fr- it, it was something like no, it was a, it was a different guy, but it was it was that that same era. Yeah, but it was it was at Star Farms where I'm actually getting married. Um, but um, I, there was there was just a guy and he was on a megaphone and he was like like promoting like so, you know just talking on the megaphone just doing his deal and like nobody could really figure out like who on the show like he was with or whatever <laughs> and come to find out like um i think my i think it was brandy or maybe jacob who she was with at the time um said that they they knew of this guy cuz they had went to high school with him I, I think in templeton maybe is where he went to high school yeah allegedly legend has it um but yeah, he was on the megaphone and he was like, like talking and talking and he wasn't affiliated with the show at all. He was, he just brought the megaphone there and was, was doing, doing his deal. And that was, I mean, my first Bo Berry encounter was just him walking around with his megaphone trying to sell people on what music of the central coast. Um, I actually, that would have been blitz probably back then. And I think it's blitz again. Back to maybe Blitz, it huh? never maybe maybe Blitz never left. So I mean and that just shows you how far I mean that was probably like 2008. So that that shows you how far we've gone back with like Bo Berry. That's like a decade. Yeah. Uh, you know I actually uh, speaking of uh, Jake Jake Pingburn, our old friend. Yeah. He uh, he heard that we were trying to get a hold of Bo Berry, and he actually sent us in um, this recording of that day. 
So it was, uh, you know, I think that he was taking some video or something, isolated the audio from it, and we have the recording of that first interaction of you with Bo Berry. That's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to hear crazy. this. All right, I'm going to play it right now. Here it is. Tall sir, how are you? Hey up there, who is this? My name's Bo. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. Hey. Who? Shut up. We're all set. Real quick. Are you with? Are you with one of the artists? Are you with Hockey Mask? I actually came here to let who, you know about a great who is opportunity. This? Who's this guy? I'm gonna give you guys the wonderful, most Can wonderful we, opportunity at Chili's. Does he have a this mic? Saturday. Did, does he have a megaphone? Come one, come all. Hello. Hey. Hey. That's all we got, and it cuts out right there. But that's that was crazy. That's that's the first time that you met Bo Berry. That's crazy. He was out there that's, hustling, that's, dude. That's documented. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that me- megaphones aren't cheap. Anybody that has gone to buy a megaphone like 20, for, a, $30. for like a gag, you know what I mean? There's been five or six times in my life that I've like, it'd be funny if we had a megaphone. And I go, no, 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 I'm not going to spend that much on a megaphone. Like, come on. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, for the, for the episode, <laughs> I ended up finding like a... Um, like an old-timey megaphone. Yeah, old-timey. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it was like the cannon strings of the, of, of the megaphone. For comedic effect, though, it was better. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. But um, but no, Bo had an actual yeah, no, like an actual battery megaphone. operated megaphone. So this is a thirty dollar megaphone you have to buy. Plus, batteries aren't cheap. So yeah, I don't I don't know what Bo is doing there that day. I don't care. But that was just you know the first of a long, long and interesting history we've all had with the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely he's a hustler. Yeah, or a or a hustler. He'd probably be Hustle, a hustler, hustler. right? Hustler. Oh, no, no, he's a hustler yeah. for sure. I would imagine hustler would involve like you know more risky things. <laughs> he's a hustler, definitely a hustler. He's a he's a slickster. <laughs> but but he's been a he's been running the running the the music scene out here ever since. And you know, against, against my will, I've actually worked for Music of the Central Coast multiple times. I'm now an employee again, according to the Facebook page. And, you know, long-time affiliates, uh, long-time first-time, you know. So uh, last week, we had a conference call that was set up with this man, Bo Berry. He did not answer our call. Yep. He did not return our call. It was uh, our fault. I mean, We were an hour and a half late. Yeah. Very true. And I'm, we got to understand, he's a, he's a busy man. Mm-hmm. Like, we, like we've established here, he's in at least 10 other cities doing the same thing, you know, having just as many famous moments as he has had here in Paso. He's at all these other shows, you yeah. know, with a megaphone. So he's, you know, he can't, it's he can't very, physically be everywhere at once. And it's, it's very time consuming. When he breaks us off a piece of that precious time, we got to take advantage. We can't be an hour and a half late. Yeah, I That's feel just, I feel lucky that, you know, you got to you got to think that Bo meets upwards of 100 people a day. Easy. And I just feel thankful that he remembers who I am. You know what I mean? Like whenever whenever he sees me and talks to me, it's like it's like we're on that level. You know what I mean? I'm never I'm never just, you know, one of these artist kids out here who's like, "Hey, Mikey, uh, you know, good on you. 
He's always been cool to me. You know how he's like, Ty, good on you. You know how he says that? Yeah, good yeah. onion. Good, sometimes. good, good <laughs> onion. <laughs> Depending on if he's eating an onion at the time or not. But he eats onions like apples as he walks down the street. It's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, what was I saying? I was setting something up. Oh, he remembers who I am, which is great. And, you know, he's got, he's got love for us and we got love for him. Um, so anyways, yeah, like this, this week we're going to try again. Now we, we think we have it, you know, like scheduled, but at the same time, he never really gave me confirmation like he did the previous week. Yeah. So he texted me and said, call my cell and gave me his number. I saw it. Well, he, he had messaged me back after last week. Like, I can't remember exactly how late, but <clears throat> he said, hey, sorry I missed your call. Was going through some of my property stored at somebody's house. <laughs> sort of under the weather. In a cool mood, but not on point. Huh. Can I follow up with you tomorrow once I rest up? So he pretty much was like, you know what? Thumbs up. I'm not at my best right now, you know, physically, emotionally. And I would like to just get some more time to prepare so that I can be A1 for this podcast. That's what he's saying? I respect his professionalism, you know what I mean? And then I saw him I saw him at the liquor store uh, a couple days ago. And he seemed in, in far better spirits. Yeah. And he said to get in touch with him. And I said, you know, Monday morning. Is is when I've got that that you know time to speak with you. Yeah, I saw I'm trying him, to play uh, hardball. I saw him behind Albertsons uh, probably like a month ago, and he was going through some of his property that was stored back then. And uh, you know he looked he looked uh, he looked healthy. You know he was moving. He was definitely moving. I mean he's so uh, you have a, you have a cell number, correct? Um. Yeah, didn't he? Let's see if the the cell number is. That he gave you matches the one that I. Okay, I've got. it ends with a four and a one. Is that right? All right, let me see here. I don't want to give out his number on the show. Yeah, that probably would be cool. That's yeah, one line that's, I don't want to cross. That's it. Okay. We can harass Bo, but you can't. All right, listeners. But it is an eight hundred five area code. The last digits are four one, and there is a two in there, another two in there. There's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, and there's also uh, 6-3, but not in that order, okay? So that's really, that could be fucking a thousand different combinations. I did give out his numbers, technically. But, you know, if you if you could put all that together and sleuth your way into that, then you deserve to call him. Honestly, I don't think Bo's going to mind either way. Yeah, I mean, this is most likely a business line if we don't. If if we don't get a secretary, I'm going to be surprised. All right. Now, last week we had Carefree in here, and we were going to say that we had all the artists in the Central Coast in here on kind of a conference call. And I think we should still do that. But we're just going to have to play the role of of several of these aspiring artists. Or, okay. I think that I could do um, I could do a pretty good uh, I could do a pretty good Carefree. I think. Oh no! I I, mean, I, I was going to do like like a little little guy, a little a little rapper. <laughs> Oh, so like someone else? So we could just kind of have other people in here in the scene? I, I have no idea. I'm just fucking around. 
Okay, well, I think that I think that we should have multiple characters. Yeah, that I we think we should do. tell both that there's a, there's a bunch of people here. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Here, actually, it doesn't matter who. You know what? We could do this. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play crowd on ambiance. But can he hear it? No, he's not going to be able to hear that. Yeah, it'll be it'll make it fun for the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I th- I think that uh, I'll just kind of I'll just kind of yell some stuff in the background yeah. and we can. I'll let them know. That there's, I'll just tell them there's a few people here that are they're all all interested on his pitch. Yeah, we'll tell them all to be quiet. So that way, it's all right. Like- so last to catch up again. Last time he had said he has a radio stacio group in South Africa willing to spin our U.S. tracks on air. Mm-hmm. He needs us to email best work. Um, he's going to need to add them to Blitz distribution platform so he can. Market and track them properly and get them on a Liggett company. So. That's right. I'm on a Liggett company. All right. Let's, let's give this a shot again. No promises here. He's let us down before. The one. The only. Please leave your message for... Uh, Bo, Bo, this is a tie. Yo, what up? Rogue Media. I'm a rapper. Uh, we had another schedule yeah, call for this morning. I rap too, dog. Uh, it is 1017. Let's do collab. Uh, if you still want to speak, give yeah, me a call me. back within the next half hour. Hey, you make beats? Uh, That's dope. Have a, have a pleasant morning. Thank you. Yeet, yeet. How did I do? Well, that was solid. <laughs> okay, sweet. That was solid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, that's let's let's try them on Facebook. All right. Uh, I don't know if he uh, bombard him. I'm calling him all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna end my call. This guy. Please leave a message. Hey, dog. Yeah. You a rapper? Are you leaving a message? <laughs> Bo. Uh, awesome tie Where's here. Where's Bo at? Is that him? Is Bo Barry on the phone? Give me a call. Hey. Yeet, yeet. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> So I'm I'm kind of worried about the guy, honestly. After that that somber message that I got from him last week, after he didn't show, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, typically, typically when you're storing your property at another person's home, that's that's not an ideal situation. I mean, I mean, he probably I just guess has he too could, much property. That that was going to be my thing, but still, I mean, like best case scenario, you're going to buy buy a bigger house, right? Or, or at least a storage unit. Yeah, maybe his maybe his friend owns I mean, a storage unit. Place. You can get a storage unit for like thirty bucks a month. So I mean, yeah, it can't be that tough. But I'm, I'm worried about Bo. Yeah, you know, like I feel like the Central Coast music scene is better when Bo is highly active. <coughs> yeah, you know, I worry about Bo sometimes too, man. It's like, you know, uh. We we josh him and we break his balls a lot, but 
you know, I, uh, I, I still would never wish, I still would never wish anything bad against Bo. You know what I mean? Like, he means the best. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to see his, uh, see his empire crumble. You know what I mean? I would never want to see that. Much like Empire season two when the empire crumbled. You know what I'm talking about? Like with Chet Hanks? Is that the guy from Empire? Didn't we talk about Chet Hanks? Yeah, that's right. Like with Chet Hanks. <coughs> mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want something like that to happen to Bo ever. I, w- I mean, I would never be out here like, you know, ah. But I will say that this you. is some Bo shit. It is. It definitely some is Bo shit. shit. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> I like Puns, that. Puns, man. I like it. But uh, I don't know, man. I guess all we could do is uh, just kind of try to call again. In a few minutes here, let me... Uh, Maybe he was busy or on the other line. I mean, why else would it go straight to voicemail? Yeah. It's a cell phone, right? I'm going to try to call it. See if it goes straight to voicemail for me. Come on, Bo. Please leave your message for... Bo Berry. <laughs> hey, Bo, uh, this is... Um, uh, Darridge in Oakland and, uh, somebody gave me your number. So, uh, don't call this number back. If you can call back my, uh, best friend's phone at, uh, 805-555-420. Blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He has my number now. <laughs> God damn it. You see what I just did to myself? I tried to. Well, I mean, apparently he doesn't. He doesn't deal on the phone, so yeah. So it's nothing to worry. You'd be about. lucky for him to call you back. Apparently, I fucking wish. I wish Bo would answer his phone or call me at this point. I don't know how long I've been trying. I to feel get like our me. listeners are just going to think we're making this guy up. Yeah, I mean, we said he's mythical. We did say that mythological. I guess either word. Are those both words? We we might have said both of those things, but. I don't know, man. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of upsetting that this isn't working out. But we'll move on and, uh, try to give him a call one more time before we get out of here. Uh. Oh, yeah. How is it that we can't get a hold of Bo time after time after time? Same deal. Can't get a hold of Mark, the Starbucks guy. I mean, do you see, do you see like some sort of connection there? I mean, or is that just reading too much into things? No, that is really weird. I wonder if we should call Starbucks and ask for, for Bo. Bo. Yeah. <laughs> he might be there. Now that I think about it, this could be... He could absolutely have some sort of deal cooking with Starbucks for all of us. Some sort of endorsement deal. <laughs> Lucrative. You know, they, they got the... the maybe, Mikey Booyah Latte. Maybe a radio stacio is like a type of coffee that they serve in Africa. And not a radio station. We it wasn't a typo. This is exotic shit. You know, Starbucks is known to like sell CDs in there, like especially the holiday times. They have like the the Kenny G holiday hits or whatever. The the Sarah Bareilles. Please hold while we transfer you to the next available representative. Did you know that you can reload your Starbucks card, check your balance, and review your rewards activity online and through the Starbucks mobile app? For more information, visit Starbucks.com. I haven't gotten or download this the Starbucks much of mobile the, uh, app for iPhone and Android.
of the hold message for a long time. It's the holiday season, man. They're dealing with a lot of angry, angry customers, angry people. Hey, Nancy, have you heard of um, a gentleman by the name of Bo Berry? Uh, operates out of uh, mostly California, West Coast cities. Um, well, his position is um, uh, media management, and I think that he has a deal with you guys, possibly for uh, you know music in your stores um, inside of. Uh... Uh, no, I'm not. Fam- What's that? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that person, sir. Oh, okay. Um, well, we were actually we're trying to get a hold of him or Mark, so Bo Berry or Mark. So I don't know if you could just um, possibly leave a note or something for someone. I, I know that I know okay, that you can't transfer us. Yeah, what I would ask you to do is go on to our uh, website. I don't have any way of leaving a note for any, anybody Oh, we have like to make that. an account, right? Nancy, what I would ask no, you is to make an no, exception just, go just on to for... our website, and uh, if you want to let this person know something, is that it? Nancy, yeah. it's the holidays. You know, nobody wants okay, to deal with any of this. Website, there's a link at the bottom where you can do that. You can put it out there. Okay. It's called My Starbucks Idea. So go ahead and put your information there, and that way you should be able to get a, a response with some contact information. Well, that actually is very helpful. Okay. Okay, thank you, Nancy. I appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. Would there be anything else? Um, no, just uh, just have a great um, holiday, whichever it is that, that you uh, that you celebrate in your household. And, um, you know, just thank know you, that sir. just know that uh, Bo Berry is the truth. Is it Christmas, Nancy? Is it Christmas? All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Is is it Christmas, Nancy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So we can make a note on the Starbucks website that goes out into the world of Starbucks, and we could say, "Mark, we need you, buddy." That's something we could do, and find out if Bo is in cahoots with Starbucks, getting us some sort of placement deal. It's just too too much of a coincidence. It definitely just, is. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the dots on the dot board, and they connect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up Bo's thing, so that way if he comes online, it'll show me. Right, let's see. I wonder if he's posted in the past week. That's not a bad idea to look at. Uh, maybe left some sort of sign as to where he where he's hiding out, or maybe which town he's in. At least, I mean, if we could find out, if we could get a some oh, sort of okay. A, let's see, December first. That's yesterday, right? Oh yes. Oh no, the day before. Some of you may have heard of this artist, Season Pro. Done it all. Give him a moment. This is Eric Britton, and it looks like a country music. Oh wow, Bo Bo went big on December first. He also he shared some oh. other post, and then he he inquired, "I need some updates on the local musicians I have not spoken to in a while. Who has new projects coming out, etc." And then Nick suggested that, "Oh yep, yep, I forgot about this." <clears throat> I told him that I was going to call him around ten. Yeah, and then you see this picture of the fifty fifty one fifty van. That is wrapped up as like a Christmas present for the Christmas parade. Yeah. Which, uh, oh, looks like, uh, Chandler, uh, also known as, uh, what's his name? 
uh, uh, the Lost Boys, little, little boy little Cassius. Cassius, yeah, little <laughs> Cassius, little boy Cassius. Uh, he actually is going to jump on this, which looks dope. He's going to get some. Uh, looks like he's striking up a deal with Bo Berry here in the comments. Oh yeah, for some which, promo for for. Good on you. I don't know if I want to. Good, a, good onion for uh, for a thing for an upcoming event that yeah. they have going on. Sound by Rogue Media. Yeah, that's what it says on there. So I guess that's good promotion. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Bo's uh, Bo's been active ever since he posted that picture of him with the ladies at Pappy McGregor's that we talked about last week. Um. It's some for some reason on does it tell you how long ago he was active? Um on Facebook. It doesn't on my computer. Damn, how do you block that out? It doesn't <laughs> say it, right? No. How do you do that? See? I These are the things that Bo knows he, how to it's do. It's probably like you have to have like a there's like a special um version of Facebook for influencers, kind of like how there is for Instagram. Like, if you have, mm-hmm. like, 50,000 or more followers, you get, like, special privileges. Yeah. Or how you can, like, pay for your there's, SoundCloud and people don't know if your song has one right, play there, or a million there's plays. There's a, a Bo Berry god tier to, to most platforms that mm-hmm. gives him special privileges. Which is most likely one of the things that he provides you on Music of the Central Coast. Uh, I don't want to speak for him. You know, I don't own the company. I just work there. Uh, are you calling him? Yeah. Is he online? Oh, yeah, I guess we don't know. <laughs> well, uh, while we wait for this guy to be active, I have, uh, I have a couple stories. I went to this Kung Fu Vampire show that I mentioned. Oh, yeah, earlier. yeah, how was that? Uh, it took place inside of a strip club, which was a very interesting place to have a show but there was a little room that was on the side of the strip club that was like separated and you had to walk through the strip club to go to the bathroom so uh it was at first when i first went into this is my first time ever at a strip club i don't know if you've ever been to a strip club oh yeah yeah several okay so i've never i never had partaken in the strip club experience never never ever so I go there and I go and walk in and it's extremely sad. It's kind of what I expected. Like I expected two ends of the spectrum and I got the low end where it was very sad. There was, you know, some like extremely like skinny, heavily makeup girl on stage dancing really sad. Right. And then, you know, a girl that I could only describe as a fat Rihanna was getting down as well and then they did a change and the girl comes out and she cleaned up the poles in between the in between the girls and there was like three old men there like just three old men in the darkness like all and they looked at me like all (laughs) when i walked by and shit (laughs) and it was just like a real sad depressing place and the dj was like no low energy he was like next time this thing gonna come candy <laughs> <laughs> so he was like on zannies and i got really depressed when i went in there right like i was like oh, what the fuck is this then i leave so about an hour later i go back through there to go to the bathroom and everybody that had came for the show the show hadn't started yet so they were all in the strip club everybody was 
you know, drinking at the bar and in the VIP section and chilling in all the chairs. So I go through and it's fucking popping. It's what I thought it was going to be the first time. And there's like some super hot bitch on stage with huge titties. And then all the strippers are like sitting at the bar and they're all drinking and they're all yelling. And they're all like, Tipper, Tipper, you fucking broke bitch. And like yelling at all the old men and shit. And I was like, okay, this is dope. They're like taking it back. They're women of the night and they're owning it. You know what I mean? Like they run this place. And I was like, okay, cool. This isn't sad anymore. This is like, this is what. And then there was one stripper that was very good at her job because she kept complete constant eye contact with me when I walked through that one time. And if I wasn't broke and also with a girl that I like very much, then I probably would have given that, that stripper all my money and had sex with her and got some sort of STD because she was very good at her job. She like just looked at me the whole time and like singled me out, but I was broke enough to, to break free. <laughs> That's crazy. And then the owner showed up and I got sad again because the owner was like super creepy <laughs> and he was like, you know, really like arm around like the girl that was working the door. She like wasn't even a stripper. Like she was just the girl working the couch register at the door. And he was like, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, he makes all these girls blow him. Like every single one. And then it made me depressed again. But then I realized that I didn't go to a strip club. I went to a whorehouse because we were looking online and apparently the big thing with them is that the girls go home with you. Oh, yeah. And that it's like very easy to get the extra mile there. Which, that's, this is all allegedly. I should probably not say <laughs> that it's a whorehouse. But, uh, it was definitely a crazy experience. Just the strip club part in its own was nuts. It was what I expected and not what I expected at the same time for some, somehow. The first time I went to a strip club, I actually have like a, kind of like a, I don't know how crazy of a story it is, but I was, um, for some reason I was, I was just, I must've just been 18. And for some reason I was like waiting. I was in LA waiting for somebody and I had nothing to do. I had just gotten into town Mm -hmm. from like visiting my parents in Phoenix or something like that. And I was on the, it was like, you know, I'm in the middle of Hollywood. It was the sunset strip and it was, it was like, must have been a pretty nice strip club because it was like, I came to find out later it had been in like Van Halen videos and shit. It was like the one that's right on like the Sunset Strip or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I went there, you know, like this is my first time I've ever been in a strip club. Um, I went in, it's the middle of the day, but still, um, they charged, I don't remember what it was. It was probably like, you know, a good amount or whatever just to get in. Like a door charge. Right. So I, I paid that. And I thought I was good to go, you know. I thought, you know, <laughs> buffet style, like you know. I thought I had paid, <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm just chilling, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think my, um, uh, I think it was, it came with like a a free Red Bull or something because it was an 18 and over one, and they didn't serve alcohol, and it was also, I know, like a fully nude one. Yeah. So, um, I was just chilling and the, you know, the stripper came up to me and asked me if I wanted to dance. And I'm like, you know, thinking everything's included. Absolutely. I want a fucking private dance. Like, you fucking kidding me? I, like, I thought she was just, you know, like I thought it's nice. slow. It's slow. She's like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, come 
long story short, I got the the lap dance, and I didn't have any more cash on me to pay for it. So, like, I ended up having to dip out. Like, and they they, they <clears throat> didn't chase me, but. Dang, really? Yeah. So what, did she try to get the money afterwards or what? She went and got the manager and I had to dip out. So she like... Like the the bouncer or whoever the fuck, you know, like probably would have... I mean, I don't know. Was in charge of collecting? I don't know what would have happened, but I wasn't going to stick around and find out. She was pissed, dude. Like, and I felt bad. And you told her, you were like, I don't have any more money. I was was like, yeah, I was like, I don't... I I thought this shit was included. I had no fucking, you know, no sense of any strip club etiquette. You know what I mean? Like, nobody had fucking schooled me on this shit. I didn't have any strip club OGs. And then she was like, are you fucking serious? And then she just storms off and you bail. (laughs) No. She's like, she like tells me, like, she like pull, pulls me out of like the back room, like by my collar, like, almost like she's my teacher or some shit. And then she's like, you know, like tells me, like, not go anywhere or something. She like goes in the back or something trying to get the guy or whatever. And I just fucking, I bolted. Hell yeah. I'm gonna listen to no stripper. You've been making horrible life choices and you want me to listen to you? Oh yeah, yes ma'am, I'll stay right here. So yeah, I cheated I cheated a stripper out of a lap dance on my first time at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, that's a good on good onion, you know. You have the lock up here, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy, man. That's that's funny that you went to. A, see, I've always I've like wanted to. I'm like, man, I want to go to a strip club, but there's never been like like maybe one time like when I was in Vegas where it was like, do you want to go to the strip club like as a group? You know what I mean? But I always felt like it would be like 18 isn't as bad. But at 32, it's like really pervy to just yeah. go to a strip club I, yeah, by exactly. yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like 18, 19, 20, 21, that's like your prime strip club age when you're still like. Where you, you can know, just go to a strip club and we're, just go we're, see Yeah, some we're, we're seeing that shit's exciting to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that shit, I mean, what is it now at this point? You know, unless. I mean, unless you're some sort of like incel who hasn't like gotten laid or some shit like that, and you have sexual yeah, the whole the whole time in that in that strip club, there wasn't one time that I was like aroused. I wasn't like, oh man, I need to See, fuck I've right never, now. Like, <clears throat> like I've never like understood that. Like, do dudes like really like like do that to like go and get like because like my, I, I've always just you know like I enjoy the experience of like looking you, you know like looking at it but it's like not like I'm trying to like you know use this as like like foreplay to jacking off or even fucking you know what I yeah. mean like I don't know yeah. clubs are weird like that yeah I don't know I, it's like I'm not sure I get like the party aspect of it. Like I said, like if, like if we were all, yeah, if, if we were all like, scenario, you know, sure. down in like Santa Barbara or something and everyone's like hanging out and we all like did a show or something. It's like, Hey, yeah, let's go to the strip club. That's when script, like, strip clubs yeah, are the best that. for sure. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it was a trip, but, uh, the show was dope. Uh, Chucky Chuck from DGAF fame was there. He got added on like last minute and I don't know if you, uh, remember him. From, yeah, uh, I, I, name rings a bell. hmm And, uh, he was fucking the nicest guy. And put on a great set. Was super cool. Super nice. Met, like, a bunch of fresh local openers. Shout out to my boy Izzy Projects, who's gonna be on the show soon. And he's actually opening up for, uh, Violent J and Esham next month. Dope. In San Diego. And he was, uh, he was DJing the night. So, like, we showed up to go do, like, sound check and everything. 
and he was introduced to me as as the DJ. He's the guy that's going to be not the sound guy, but just playing music. So I, for some reason, just pretended that I knew him already, and he like played along with it. And we were just, I was just like, oh yeah, man, fucking Izzy's the shit. He's the best DJ around here. Fucking, you know, I've known him for years. Yeah. And he's like looking at me like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? And then like we did this whole thing. And then we ended up like hitting it off and fucking kicking it all night. And, uh, we got magicked on. There was this dude, uh, his name's Brett Allen, I want to say. Oh yeah, I saw your Facebook post. Yeah. Brett so he's Allen. A, he's a magician. Yeah, you could find him at theundergroundmagician.com. And he's going to be on the show also. Damn. That's fresh. I uh, got some questions I want to ask. Dude, okay. <laughs> Fucking holy shit, Ty. This is what happened, all right? So we're chilling there. People start showing up. And I want to say Brett and his and his homie I forget his homie's name but he was super cool and we like smoked a joint with him at one point but I don't remember his name because he didn't have his name on his shirt Brett had his name on his shirt Brett Allen <laughs> with a with a rabbit coming out of a hat and it was like branding 101 so genius he uh they like walk up and I'm like hey what's up I'm Mikey and then, uh, I was like, are you, are you guys performing tonight? Cause it was like in the time when all the openers were showing up for like sound check and everything. And they were just a couple juggalos that were super early. It was a very juggalo heavy show in the best way ever. Like there was, it was all the best parts of juggalo shows. There was one guy that was super hammered, ended up throwing a chair at one of the openers, fucking was almost hit Chris with a crutch during the middle of our set. Walked up to the stage and had the crutch and like his homegirl grabbed it last second, like turned him around and walked him away. The fight everyone juggalo. Yeah. He just fucking, he just hated everybody. Nice. And it was, you know, real juggalo heavy. And these two dudes showed up and he was like, uh, no, we're just here for the show. And I was like, oh, dope. Fucking blah, blah, blah. And he was like, uh, hey, do you want to see a magic trick? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I didn't even, I didn't even know that he was a magician at this point. I didn't see his shirt. That's tight, but like, it would have been so much cooler if he would have said, do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I want to say, maybe actually he had cards. I want to say that he like had cards and he was like fucking with them. And then I like asked him something. And then he was like, yeah, do you want to see a trick? What's this guy's website? Uh, the Underground Magician. Okay. I want to look him up. I want to see what he looks like. Uh, so he starts doing these card tricks, right? And it's like, it's your regular classic, like, sleight of hand, you know, like, uh, has a card, like, tucked behind his hand, behind his fingers, or, you know, palming cards or pulling cards from the bottom of the deck, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Okay, I see you. I see you. See you, Brett Allen. He's very pale, very pale and all white, ghost white man. Uh, so he starts doing these card tricks, right? The card tricks are like they're dope, 
and but I can I can like see almost like the sleight of hand. You know what I mean? Like there was a couple times when I like saw him like flipping the deck or pulling the card from the bottom, but it's because I was looking for it. But his showmanship was like on point. Like his whole like his banter. Did he have like jokes like little yeah he had, little one liners? Yeah, like. he had little jokes that he would put in and like all these things and fucking. Uh, he was really good at like pulling your eye away and like distracting you and shit. And I told him, I was like, I was like, this is obviously all like sleight of hand, but like you're a really good performer and like I appreciate what you do for sure. And he was like, yeah, man, like it's, that's obviously what it is. Ah, uh, see ya. So, okay, wait, it gets better. But, <laughs> so he, he said that he's been doing magic for like 15 years or some shit. And then, uh, then he, we were like talking and hanging out does some more card tricks, and then he moves on to the coin stuff, all right? Now, this is when I went from, you know, this is obviously sleight of hand, and, you know, uh, I appreciate what you do, to maybe magic's real. <laughs> like, there was a good moment where, there was a good, like, few moments where I kind of questioned what was happening and what I was seeing for real. Like a like a real David Blaine street magic style. Thing. Right. So he did this thing with Chris where he took four quarters that were actual real quarters. They weren't bonafide like quarters. Bonafide Beauregard quarters. And uh put them in Chris's hand. One, two, three, four. Chris closed his hand and then opened his hand and there was three quarters. And he did like something like this, a little knock, and the quarter transferred into his hand. So he and then he does it, does it again, closes his hand with three quarters, and I'm looking at it. I'm right here, like so close. And he has three quarters in his hand, and he closes his hand, and then he opens his hand, and there's four quarters. That son of a bitch. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then he does the quarter thing with me, where I signed my quarter, and it was my quarter from my pocket. I signed it, and then gave it to him. He... Only had it for like a second. Fucking, but he did something to it, obviously, in that second. But he did a little, here's your quarter, blah, blah, blah. And then he puts it in my hand, just like that, flat. He's like, close your hand. And then he tells me to transfer it to my other hand. So I do that, close that hand, and it feels like funny. And then when I open my hand, it's bent as fuck. See, that's all like well and good for strangers that he interacts with. But imagine like being that dude's like friend. You know, like I, I, cause you couldn't trust him. You know what I mean? Like you just be constantly wondering what he's, what he's sneaking by you or trying to pull, you know, yeah. grift you. Your pockets are empty. He just can't, he, he could pickpocket anybody easily. Take the watch I mean, right off your wrist. I mean, like, magicians and grifters are cut from the exact same cloth. Yeah, they're synonymous for sure. So, uh, so you definitely have to, you want him on your side so that he doesn't swipe all your stuff out of your pockets because he could. Yeah, absolutely. Very well could. But there was a couple times when I was like, magic might be fucking real. It might be. It was obviously just very, very good sleight of hand. And the it was the part of magic that they keep off of the internet. Like, like it's a, he was telling us about like message boards and like YouTube videos and shit. Someone stole someone else's trick and published the YouTube video on how to do it. And in the magic community, there's things that you keep silent. And only travel throughout the magic community 
but, so they know how to do the but tricks. What about but nobody those, knows how they're done. Those specials from like the nineties, like Magic the Secrets Revealed. The masked magician had the masked guy. See, he's dead now. They actually all killed him. Ah, that's why he wore ah, the mask because okay. he was like, "I need to protect myself." But it didn't work. They found out anyways. What happened is he had the girl that that his his assistant. Right. They found her because she didn't wear a mask. She didn't. They made her talk. She talked. She said, "You know, I he wore the mask whenever she we got did tricks. she got them in touch with the producer. Yeah, the producer got him in touch with the casting director, who at mm-hmm. gunpoint released the 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 payroll, which had his name on it. Boom, Damn. and then now it's now it's all over. Damn, man! And now statue of limitations on the murder is up, and mm-hmm. it's you know." The, there's nothing anybody can do. Yeah, I I hear that next year at the Magic Castle in L.A. they're gonna be uh they're gonna be doing a big uh big who done it. We did it. <laughs> Good onion. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. After the statute of limitations run out, you just throw a party confessing to to the crime so i was kind of thinking that um before you told the story that this strip club had a magician like working there no he, he was he was some sort of the strip club no just hanging out if i had a strip club like that would that would be a cool addition to have is like a magician that just goes around and instead of you know because sometimes you, you know hey you want a lap dance no not really you but you know you ask them hey you want to see a magic trick they might say yes yeah <laughs> Very true. <laughs> they should, <laughs> and just charge it's the same. Good to, it's good to have multiple options for people. I agree. Uh, but he was uh, he was definitely really good at what he did, and he like he dedicates his life to magic. Like he has a fucking uh, ace of spades like tattooed on his like forearm and fucking magic dude all the way, like a card. Yeah. Like a full car. Maybe the ace of clubs. And it's, and it's the, it's like regulation size. He's got a trick up his sleeve. He does. He's like, hey, do I have a card up my sleeve? (laughs) I did. The ace up my sleeve. That's so deep. You know what I mean? I was like, that's deep, bro. Brett, deep. I want to talk to you on the podcast about what made you think of that idea for that tattoo. A card up your sleeve is genius. Probably from the movie Rounders. Yeah, probably. So, uh, he was hella dope. My boy Izzy Projects was dope. I found out later that Izzy Projects wasn't a DJ. I was hyping him up like best DJ in the world, and he was he was blowing it like playing the wrong songs, so, and, like skipping stuff. Now, is he or isn't he? He is not a DJ. He was a stand-in because he works with the promoter. No, and the no promoter I'm sorry. Was like, is he Izzy Projects? Is he or isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah. He with is a, projects. He is with a Z in projects, not in is. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Cool. So I find out later that he's actually a rapper and was just kind of doing a stand in last minute DJ thing where he just played music from his computer. But he's a rapper that opens for a bunch of people down there in San Diego. And I checked out his music. Sounds dope. So, he's gonna be on soon. Collab with Izzy is Izzy Project. I can't is say pro- I don't know. Is he? I Who can't. Knows? We have to ask him. We will when we get him on the show. We will. Uh, 
but yeah, it was a it was a great show, great experience. Everybody was super nice. Bunch of sweethearts over there. Uh, shout out to Chris Paxton on drums. Kung Fu Vampire, uh, still you know, even though I've met think, him. Do you think they call times. him K Pax? K Pax. Chris Paxton. Uh, well, is it is it Chris with a K? Probably no, not. It is it. It's a C and C Pax. Kind of sounds like uh, kind of sounds like. Yeah, it's, like it's nothing. It's nothing. There, you know, C-Pax. It's like an antibiotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everybody was super dope, and Kung Fu Vampire uh, didn't remember me again. He never remembers me. I'm like the least memorable guy with him. I mean, he's got a lot going on with the Kung Fu, the vampiring, and the rapping. He does. It's a whole lot happening. Plus, he has a new hairdo. So you I know, bet he has a podcast. Of course, he has a podcast. Yeah. Even though I've had him on this podcast, we've I, I've handed him money for shows before. We've booked him at a bunch of things. I've been to five sound checks with the guy. I mean, he's always like, "Hey, you from around you here?" You got to you got to put in perspective. His life spans much longer than ours. He's you know been around for thousands of years, likely. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, I didn't mean, think about that. Think of all the people he has to remember. He has to meet people every night. You know, new new. Openers, I mean, yeah, it doesn't parents. mean his his the amount of data he can store in his brain is any greater than ours. So mm-hmm. it's true. He's got to push some out to make room for the incoming stuff. Yeah, I just need to get over myself and just realize that. Just realize that the kung fu vampire is never going to remember you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I need to do. But uh. There was uh there was a, a lot of a lot of cool people there. A lot of nice people. Good underground music scene. Nice uh nice positive everybody working together and building the movement. That's, Except for the one guy that tried to fight everybody, but right. he's also part of the movement. That's good. It's, part it's of the good thing. to see, you know see that still going on within the Juggalo community cuz you hear all sorts of stuff and I don't really get out to those shows is like I used to, so mm-hmm. it's good to see that there's still there's all some- kinds of separations and beefs and stuff, and right. these were just good, solid people that were just like, hell yeah, man, what's up? Good folks and good jokes. Good folks, good jokes, good onion. <laughs> uh, okay, are we gonna try to call Bo one more time? Yeah, let's give it one one last shot. Good on you, Bo. I'm calling him. Please leave yeah. your message for. Not gonna happen. No bow today. I'll try it one more time on on the Facebook. Okay. I think that. Uh, I think that. I think that we're done. I'm done trying to get a hold of Bo. Yeah, you after know, this. Yeah. And if he if he wants to be on the show, then what he can do is he can call and he can leave a message. I mean, at this point, it's it's kind of like starting to be sad, you know. I mean, yeah. If you want, I, I don't want to. Like, if he wants to call and leave a message, then we'll play his message. I don't want to kick him while he's down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, he also might not be down. He might be up so high that he just can't see us anymore. So high in the sky that he just might fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're rhymy today. Especially like lately in the past 10 minutes, you got really rhymy. What happened? Uh, I've just got the rhymes that, that are always on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. You know what time it is.
It's time for wrenches and gears. Oh yeah. Wrenches and gears, we're talking wrenches and gears. We're gonna have a few beers and send the women to the kitchen. Hey uh how you doing, Michael? Hey, welcome to Wrenches and Gears. Wrenches and Gears, it's the only show where we talk wrenches and gears. Kick out gears, yeah. kick out nuts, kick out kick bolts, out. kick out hammers. We talk all of the tools. We would list them all, but that's just too long of a name, so we shortened it down to Wrenches and Gears, mm-hmm. and that is that is why we are here. That's right. We are here, Wrenches and Gears, and today we're talking about Bumpers. Bumpers. Like bumper cars or bumpers on cars? Both. Look, if you take your bumpers on your cars, right, and if you take bumpers from other cars and put them on the side of your cars, you have a real, live, adult-size bumper car. You can take this thing anywhere on the freeway. You can dominate the whole road with this bumper car. You just hit off the road. Gone. See, it's, you're, you're saying take another bumper and attach it to the to the regular bumper. We go bumper on bumper, then we go bumper on side on panel. side yeah, side bumpers. I like side that. Panel. I like that. Yeah. Now you have full 360 degree protection. You see, also shopping carts, more like stopping carts, because these carts will not hit your car. They will hit other bumpers from other cars. That you attach onto your car. Now, what about some sort of gyro so that, that your car can just essentially roll down the freeway and, and like a ball and just roll over these other cars? Ty, that's impossible. And I love it. I love that idea. <laughs> gyros on cars. Bumper gyros. That's it. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Wrenches and gears. Wrenches and gears. Not a strong one. Yeah, possibly jump the shark. I don't know. We'll have to see how they follow it up. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. That might be that might be the end of wrenches and gears right there. But you know, either way, today uh, today was just not a success all around. No yeah. bow. <laughs> wrenches and gears jump the shark. The strip club, not n- not attractive the strippers. Sad, sad strip club story. No can't even, can't even pay for your lap dance. No. Nope. I mean, we, we, we screwed up. My ego was hurt. My kung fu vampire. <laughs> All these things. Anybody else want to come come mess with us now? God, you got any more tricks up your sleeve, you son of a bitch? You got an ace up your sleeve? An ace tattoo up your sleeve, God? <laughs> Are you okay now? Yeah. All right. Good onion. Bye, everybody. Natural Habitat Recordings.